This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome into Alana Enquirer after dark. It is technically Saturday morning, and uh, I guess the sun will rise, Joey, but uh, not for Illinois football fans, and understandably so, is Nebraska. Nebraska, who lost their first two Power 5 games, albeit Michigan, Colorado are, are decent teams. Um, Nebraska just clobbered Illinois 20-7, to physically dominated them mostly in the trenches, especially on their defensive side of the football. But Illinois never led against a team that came in here two and three and I have no silver linings of this game. I have nothing to say that will make people feel better, but we're still going to talk about this joy because this is a disaster of a season for Illinois starting two and four Oh, and three in the big 10, maybe expectations were a little too high, but this is terrible football. This is bad ball as Jay Lehman would say, uh, Illinois offense, seven, points in year two under Barry Loney Jr. The defense did put out some fires, but the special teams, an absolute disaster tonight, which they had been a solid, you know, bright spot so far this season. What a disaster of a game. What a disaster of a six game start to the season. Yeah. I'm sitting here looking at the drive chart. Like I'm trying to figure out where to start other than this is just a total mess right now. Offensively, it's bad. Like you're coming off two, Embarrassing losses. Purdue, the point spread was embarrassing, 44-19 to your, you know, your former defensive coordinator. And you come in here, and Nebraska team made very good. They don't like to throw the ball. They can't throw the ball. They have a lot of holes on their team. They weren't any good tonight. No, they tried. They tried to go full Nebraska, and they couldn't – Illinois couldn't make them do it. You just lost back-to-back -back weeks to two 
coaches in their first year at their programs. Matt Rule has a college head coach. He's done this before, but he is in a total rebuild situation in Lincoln. Ryan Walters obviously inherits a Purdue team that went to Indianapolis last year. They lost a lot of pieces. These teams weren't expected to be what Illinois was expected to be six weeks ago. And I don't – where do you start, Jeremy? Like, that's the thing. I looked at you during the game, and I said, "What? what's the biggest concern? And you – everything. Everything. And, and I, I'm pretty even keel, Joey. You saw me. You're sitting next to me all night. I'm like harumphing after the first. You sounded like me when like one slight thing goes wrong in my life. Because I am tired of watching bad football. And this was, this was up there with Beckman. This was up there with Lovey Smith with some of the Ron Zook things we'd see. This was not Brett Bielema ball. This has not been Brett Bielema ball. Like what Brett Bielema did his first two years, and I include that first year where they went five and seven and had some really disappointing losses and some decisions you second-guessed. Like there's barely decisions we can even second-guess like that would have made the difference in a game because they're not competitive. It's lost by 13 points to Nebraska, got outrushed by Nebraska 158-21, to and they make these mistakes over and over again that is just – for the first time, this looks like a poorly coached team. And I say that with all due respect for the staff, because I thought coming into this year, there's a really strong staff. Brett Bielma has put together really strong coaching staffs his first couple of years. Obviously, Ryan Walters, Kevin Kane are gone, but this just hasn't, this has not been a clean team that has given itself any chances to win. And they are not talented enough to make all these mental errors, these turnovers, these penalties. We've seen it game after game after game. And that has led the combination of poorly played, poorly coached football, poorly executed football, combined with the lack of talent compared to, you know, most of the Big Ten peers. But like Nebraska, they're not more talented than Illinois. Purdue is not that much more talented than Illinois. So you combine those two things, Joey, and Illinois is a bottom Big Ten team. They're a bottom tier Big Ten team again that quickly. It feels like all that momentum of last year – has just been gone, and, and we'll get into Brett Bielema and his response. He knows it. Like he, he knows that momentum they built last year has, has really dwindled away. Probably with the start of the end of last season, not getting the Big Ten championship game when he had the opportunity. We'll, we can talk about some roster things uh, that I want to hit on at some point. But now with this, your, your recruiting pitch compared to last year, you can still sell Devin Weatherspoon, you can still sell Sidney Brown, but, man, like that momentum just feels gone, at, at least – from the outside. We'll see if they can recruit around it, but we're not seeing a, a recruiting class that is, you know, top 30 in the country or anything like that. No, you, you can feel it in just the way the tone when, when this program is talked about, which sounds like such a little thing, but it matters. It matters a lot for people to show up and, and get on board with what this is. I mean, that October run a year ago is a long time ago, man. That feels like a very, very long time ago can i get in real can we just start can i start on the offense i, I want to just can, can, can i want to play brett oh. bielma I, I feel like yep. we need to play brett bielma yep. before we get into this conversation because it puts context into it uh my first question i had the first question for brett bielma after the game and he had mentioned on the radio he mentioned to us this is as frustrated as he's been ever as a head coach so i followed up and, and asked him about that and, and me and him kind of had, had an exchange uh, just me asking his questions, follow-up questions. So here's about a minute of Brett Bielma that I think is important to play. This is the most frustrating you've been as a head coach. Why and how do you fix that? Yeah, well, it's right now in the moment. I've been frustrated before. But, yeah, like, I, I it, like just – I literally want to know, okay, if we didn't get it, what's the next one? What are we going to do on the next one, right? And and that's 
that's what I we got to get our coaches to do is move forward, right? Like, okay, the answer wasn't there. What are we going to do to change it, right? Like, and that's what we have to do. Um, and and obviously, as a as a head coach, uh, that's falls directly on me. So we we can't have the same repeated answers. It's just infuriating to have the same issues pop up um, over and over and over and again. And, and and that's what that's what gets frustrating. So how do you approach that with your staff? Changes, changes. What kind of changes? Wish I could tell you right now. I'm just I'm coming off field. Um, I just know that when you have failure, you got to change and, and um, you know change the results. To change the results, sometimes it changes scheme. Um, obviously, it's change a call. It's whatever it has to be. But you know we got to have better results than I do when it's change. All right, Joey. What's your reaction to that? I mean, I that's as pissed off as I've ever seen Brett Bielma. I think that's I, I cathartic think. for Illini fans to hear to see him pissed off, pounding the table, right? Um, but I, if I'm if I'm the offensive staff, I'm not feeling very comfortable right now. Uh, I mean, no, I, I, this whole press conference was offensive based, right? This yes. whole thing what was centered around a, yet another underwhelming game from the offense, from start to finish. That's what Brett Bielman wanted to talk about. He was asked about the defense, he answered, but he knows we, we need to talk about the offense. That that's was the theme of that press conference. Yeah, and uh, I think. I asked him what changed. So people people asking me about why I haven't changed play call. I asked him what changed. And I, I think you can get from that and that Brett Bielma is probably going to start considering things like that. Now, Barry Loney, a year and a half, it's not working. I, I really like Barry personally. I, I think he gives us insightful answers, but the proof is in the pudding. It's in the statistics. This offense has regressed greatly. Is that all on Barry Loney? No. The offensive line is the worst in the Big Ten right now. I expected to be one of the best. Apparently, Brett Bielma didn't come in the season. I wish he would have told us that. Uh, of course, he's not going to do that. But the offensive line is atrocious. And obviously, it's a makeshift group. The guards, you were playing Brandon Henderson, Hunter Whitenack, um, Jordan Slaughter today. You did miss Zy Chrysler. You did miss Josh Geske today. Um, they couldn't run the ball. They, they can't convert on fourth and shorts. But, I mean, we've been hearing this over and over about the offensive staff putting guys in positions to succeed and not doing the same thing over and over. And then Brett Bielma kind of questioning, like, are my guys ready to make a different call? Like, though, that's alarm bells going off. So he said, in the moment, I'm not going to – I don't have a decision right now, but this sounds like a guy that is ready to make big changes. What those changes are, maybe we'll find out by Sunday or Monday. Yeah, I don't know, but I want to read – I'm not going to go through every drive, but some, some key spots to talk about from the offense – 12 total drives, five three and outs, one possession, the opening possession of more than two minutes and 41 seconds. All other 11 possessions were two minutes and 41 seconds or shorter. You had the highlights or lowlights, I guess, 45 seconds, 39 seconds, 53 seconds, 40 seconds. Those aren't, hey, just run it and get to get to halftime. That, that, that wasn't the case today. That was legitimate possessions that this team tried to move the football, and three of them lasted less than a minute. Another one lasted a minute, and only one lasted more than three minutes. That is, I mean, not only, obviously, you're not scoring points, but to not sustain anything, that, that is an absurd number. 23 minutes out. on the field? 23 minutes on the field today. Six of them came from the first possession. Nebraska is handing you this game. Your defense is putting you in position to potentially come back and win this. Like, you had legitimate chances in the second half. To win this game, your defense, because of things by you and the special teams, the offense and the special teams, Nebraska started their drives five times in Illinois territory 
They scored 10 points off of that. The defense played well enough to win, albeit against a terrible Nebraska offense. Like that, that offense is bad. Nebraska's a bad football team. They would have lost probably to almost anybody else in the Big Ten. Um, Illinois offense could not sustain anything. They couldn't convert when they needed to convert. And whether it's the play calls, personnel, whatever, it's not working. The offense is just broke right now. Um, it, and it's sad to see, Joey, because everyone was so excited for the season. This is probably the the most surprised I've been because of Brett Bielma, what he's done so far, and because they did have some key pieces in the trenches coming back. Uh, this is probably one of the most disappointing seasons I've covered. Uh, and there's there's been some disappointing seasons, right? Like whether it's he didn't win this game or he didn't win this game, this has just been a total failure of a season. I mean, you're one fourth and four Hail Mary prayer throw away from being one and five to start this season. Yeah, I mean, with your one win coming against a rebuilding FAU team, you can go further. You're a Miles Scott interception, a Miles Scott pick six away from losing that Toledo game. However, you want to break it down, there's yeah. a number of key plays there. Uh, yeah, I didn't, you know, we should also address this. People are asking on fourth and short, why, why not quarterback sneak? One, they don't feel comfortable with them sneaking, which we asked last week. And then I asked, hey, do you feel comfortable under center at all in any capacity, whether that's getting Caden Fagan? running downhill then no they're, they're not comfortable under center you're going into a season where you're not comfortable in any packages under center that is like i understand you have interior concerns but that yeah. th there's nothing nothing under center you feel comfortable rolling out there that's that's kind of alarming to me yeah and th th it's the point where i mean we can drop the bull talk we can drop all that um we can talk about youth movement and, and there's some things about that, but you also saw the problems of a youth movement. Zach Toby, I think had a busted coverage uh, on a huge third down conversion. I'd have to go back, but there was a busted coverage when he was in. It looked like it was on his side. Um, Canary Wilcher on the kick return replaces Aiden Lawfrey. There's a sky kick and he's not yelling to anyone apparently. And no one else knows that it's a sky kick. And all of a sudden the ball goes over to Nebraska. It's two touchdowns in 10 seconds. The game's over. I mean, the game was basically over at that point. Um, I don't know what happened on that punt block where, where Illinois uh, got – I don't know if it was Nebraska just ran the right play or Hugh went off in his own. I don't know. But um, those things just can't happen. That's just terrible, terrible execution, Joey. So, uh, I don't know how it gets better. How, how does it get better? Um, we'll see what Brett Bielma – whether that change is a coordinator, if it's a position coach, if it's – just changing their philosophy about what they do with the same coaches. I don't know, but the fact that they've talked about it, like Brett Bielma comes into the press conferences and says, we got to change this, or Barry Loney says, we got to change this, and nothing changes. That's not a good sign. That's kind of what I got, the vibe from Bielema. When the clip that you played and in real time, these aren't, oh, wow, wait a minute, the offensive line started playing poorly now. Or like, these are things that we talk about all the time. Like we're almost running out of things to ask Brett differently. Because it's the same thing over and over, and I think that's what is frustrating because you see it, right? You see it in short yards. They had a short yards. They tried to barge last week at Purdue. It didn't work. They tried two times. They, if I would have told you when Brett Bielema got hired that they'd have the ball literally kissing the goal line for two carries and not get in, like no one on earth would have believed me. That is a play you've got to score. You've got to get that momentum. You had a really, really good drive, like a very, very good drive, despite the false start to start. You go down, you march downfield, you overcome that, and you can't punch it in from an inch and a half. And, like, that's mind-boggling to me. And Brett Bielma, it, he said it's painful. Like, that's what he is. That's what he is. 
And that's why I'm, he is so pissed off right now. And he should be because every Illinois fan is pissed off with the brand. But he, but he, he didn't take it like it didn't, you didn't have to prod him to get that out. No, like, like that to me is shouldn't. a very telling thing. Like he came in ready to rock. He went on his post game radio show ready to rock. Like I know press conferences are never going to please everybody. That guy said what everyone has been saying. And that's what I like about Beal after the games. He says what he's thinking. He, and he admits, I'm, I'm emotional right now, but that's, that's what you need to hear. But now it's more of like, People will just say talk is cheap. He's he's paid to talk in front of these microphones and in front of us so that you guys can hear how he feels. He's he's portraying the right emotions, but now it's like now you got to make the moves to to fix this. And the fact that he hasn't had the right moves, whether it's with his offensive coordinator or with his defense coordinator or with whatever coach or whatever his personnel is. Um, and I want to get to that, Joey. Hold on, real quick. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to just chalk it up to him saying, "Well, I'm emotional right now." You and I have covered him since the day he walked into like. He is the most calculated person with a yeah. camera, or a, like I don't chalk that up to just being emotional. There was a lot of of realness and, and truth in what he yes. said. Like I, I don't want anyone to hear that. And go, oh, he's just mad after a game. He no, he knows. Like he, he has got that's a plan the real every deal. time. There's a a microphone or a camera in front of his face. He's very very calculated. That's why no. when he says those things, you, you listen, right? You have yeah. to listen because that was a very intentionally orchestrated press conference. You know, I, I said it with. I think with you earlier in this week in the podcast, and I said it with Jay on Monday, I said, I feel like there's a huge moment for his program. And it is. There's a huge moment for his program. It felt so like first year, you just felt competitive, felt competent, right? You bought a lot of goodwill. Yeah. And, and you recruited decently, got it in state. You're in year three and you're going downhill. That's, a, that's always a dangerous sign for a coach. And it don't get any easier, Joey. It don't like next year's schedule is not easy. Um, Oregon's on the schedule instead of USC, I guess. <laughs> so I don't think that's a win, to be honest with you. Um, and the talent is only getting better. You know, Wisconsin's going to be a year into the staff that probably is going to win the West based on what we see. Um, Matt Rule, Ryan Walters might be in bowl games, and you're and you're not, and they're going to recruit off of that. So it's not going to get any easier. So that's why this is a really scary moment when you thought this was going up and that at least you could sustain it. That was the story of this season is can they sustain success? They haven't. They haven't been able to do that. And I want to get to this before we take people's questions. The staff didn't have a really good offseason. When you, when you look at the additions of what they added to the roster, it is besides Luke Altmeyer. There's just not a ton there. Nicario Harper had 17 tackles today. I don't know if he had a great game. that's not going to be kind to him. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, and your internal evaluations, like, listen, we know they wanted to go get Avery Jones in the transfer portal, and boy, they could use him. Sorry he to bring play, that up. He doesn't play guard or tackle, though. But, I mean, you, I think – I don't know if center's a great position for you based on what I saw tonight under center. Right at the goal line. That's fair. Um, but if you if you thought offensive line was an issue going into training camp, how did you not try to address it even more? Like, how did you not try to add two people? Now Desmond Schuster, maybe they didn't know he's going to not get cleared right away, and now he is cleared. But I don't think he's the magic bullet to it. Defensive back, you're playing a freshman now because your veteran Tyler Strange struggling. Um, Linebacker, are you athletic enough? Right? Defensive line, are you deep enough? 
running back, you had a great sell, a great, great sell with Chase Brown, NFL fifth round draft pick. Should you've got all together. those yards? We talked about it, right? We talked that we understood they liked their depth. That depth is tested. Josh McCray's out for the season. Reggie Love, that was news. That's pretty significant news today out of that press conference. Reggie Love leaves the game with injury. You're down to three backs. Caden Fagan, true freshman. Redshirt freshman, Aiden Lawford. Nick Fidanza, who's bounced here, there, and everywhere positionally on this team. You're lacking depth, and you had a really, really strong sell in the offseason to try to go out there and get a running back. They didn't do it. They went and the now, Juco route. They went, they went the Juco route. Corner and, and defensively, it, yeah. And who's playing? No one. None. They ain't playing. They ain't making an impact. Like that that's a that's a big it's a big error. It's a big error by by the staff. I and mean, we're six games in now, and we can we can look at those things and say they have he's gonna have to get really aggressive in, in the transfer portal. Um and yeah, the NIL dollars, like listen, someone's gonna free up with some of the guys who are going pro. And let's mention that I feel bad for Johnny Newton right now. Keith Randolph don't know how serious that injury is. He came back in. It sounds yeah. like I, I know. I know that I saw it. I know he was kind of hobbling around and kind of went out after that. Um, Isaiah Williams Isaiah, deserves Isaiah better. Adams. Isaiah Adams deserves better. I know he's not playing really well at right tackle, but he's not a right tackle. He's he's a guard. Um, so I feel I feel for those. I feel for this team. But Brett Bielma's got to find some answers here. I don't know what that answer is going to be, but maybe we'll have one by Sunday or Monday. I don't know. It's, it's tough sled going to Maryland and then hosting Wisconsin before bye week. And that's, you know, Brett Bielema talk changes. What what will that look like? We don't know. Uh, and will it happen? If anything happens, will it go before bye week? I don't know. I, I don't know, man. But it's like, I feel bad. We're sitting here. I don't really have this, like you said, to start. Like, I don't have a silver lining for, for people. And it's 1230. I don't know that a lot of people <laughs> want one. So I think they just want to be mad. And that's just. Fair. Should be. Very fair. Very, very fair. Justified, reasonable, all of the above. They should be. Nebraska fans who have been the joke of the Big Ten West, not, not the fans, the fans are awesome. Uh, but Nebraska who's kind of been the joke of the Big Ten West, came in here and there was a go big red chant. It reminded me of late in the Love year, uh, of just th- those losses that were just like, man. Not even competitive. Um, I mean, guys will say, like I will say, there was a point in that second half where it was somehow still two possession forever. And I thought, man, maybe they will. Like, maybe they'll come back. And then I thought, what do you even say if they do? Like, there's still almost nothing to feel good about. Even had they, I mean, it's a win, right? Like, there's, I guess, it's a win. apparently <laughs> that. But, but uh, yeah, you don't give it back. But, like, even at that, it's still, like, you don't yeah. probably wouldn't have walked out of Memorial Stadium feeling particularly great about things. Yeah. All right, let's get to Isaac Ambrose as our producer's questions here in a little bit. We'll get to the questions on the live chat here. But first, let's hear from one of our sponsors. For unique and comfortable Illini gear? Well, Homefield is a premium collegiate apparel based in Indianapolis that emphasizes their commitment to creating incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. They feature a growing collection of over 150 colleges to choose from, including, of course, the University of Illinois. So go check out homefieldapparel.com because their designs are super unique because they delve into the archives and history of each school using unique logos and iconic moments to create thoughtfully designed apparel. I'm scrolling at homefieldapparel.com right now with their Illini gear, and they have 1989 Fighting Illini basketball long sleeve. They got the Flying Illini logo. The script, Illinois. You can get the pants, the joggers, that 1970s script, or a nice hoodie. They got the 80s Illini football helmet, the 2004-05 Illinois basketball logo on a vintage crew neck, the ringer retro tee, the orange ringer tee with Fighting Illini basketball on it. Go check these guys out. 
because not only is the design fantastic, but these shirts, guys, are incredibly comfortable. Homefield is all about authenticity and nostalgia. So give their side a look. It's not the typical Illinois gear you see. You can find them at homefieldapparel.com, where you can see their selection of colleges available, of course, including Illinois. And guess what? Our listeners get 15% off their first order with discount code Illini23. Again, 15% off at homefieldapparel.com with discount code Illini23. Whether you're looking for Illinois football gear for this season or Illini basketball gear for the coming season, check out homefieldapparel.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, Joey, just some quick questions from uh, Isaac Ambrose, our producer. Most shocking part of the loss and why? The rushing. The, the rushing attacks. I, I thought Nebraska's rush defense, I know where it was ranked. I thought it may have been a little inflated given who they had played this season. But Illinois ran 19 times for 21 yards. That's 1.1 yard for carry. This isn't some like Luke Altmeyer got sacked and lost 30 yards. He lost three total yards. Caden Fagan, five carries, 15 yards. Reggie Love, seven carries, nine yards. 1.1 yard a carry. That is I, I mean, that, that's, that's team. almost difficult to do. I wonder, a research project, when was the last time Brett Bielema team ran under 25 yards in a game? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Um, the special teams miscues for me. Um, block punt, Canary Wilcher, uh, Sky kick not having anybody get that like that's just not it's, it's freshman so i don't want to be too tough on them, but that's like lack of awareness that's just it's just stuff that like just can't happen just can't happen if you're going to put somebody in that position like they they got to know those things uh so i know aiden lawfrey has not been able to have returns reggie love was banged up but man that, that stuff just can't happen joey um all right next one who's no line i stand out in the loss Pass. Uh, I'm kidding. I'd probably Dylan, Dylan Rozek. Dylan Rozek was good. Yeah. Um, I thought Dylan Rozek was good. I thought the wide receivers were kind of a bright spot. Isaiah Williams couldn't get any separate. Uh, couldn't get deep on anybody, and part of that was the pass rush. Pat Bryant, nice little bounce back. Joey four catches, 76 yards, made a hell of a play. Casey Washington made a nice play. That was the frustrating part. You're able to pass the ball a little bit on these guys, but 
that's about it. That's about all I got. Johnny, I mean, Johnny Newton was still good. He was still good. Um, man, I feel for him. I feel for him. All right. Player series that created the momentum shift. But it was, it was Nebraska scored 14 points in 10 seconds of game time. That was it. That's it. Like, that, that sky, is... it was the sky kick and it was the fourth and goal. Not getting it. Easy. Hold on. Can I? Can we dive into that really quickly? I have to find it. Uh, Nebraska puts together this – I don't even remember how they got the ball. It, remind, it reminds you of Purdue in that third quarter, right? All of a sudden, it's like, whoa, this game's a blowout. All of a sudden. How did that happen? That's right. It was a very long drive for Nebraska. I have a 14-play drive, one-yard touchdown. They kick off, then obviously that sky kick, and then their quarterback runs completely untouched for 25 yards. I mean, yep. no one touched him, and he scored a touchdown, 14 points in 10 seconds. That's, that's remarkable. Did Nebraska win this game, or did Illinois lose it? Illinois lost it. Oh, God, yes. Nebraska tried to lose it. Second half, Nebraska was awful. Awful. Like, their offense wasn't even good in the first half, really, except for that one long – I guess they had two long drives, but one ended in a field goal. Um, but, the, I mean, Nebraska – I think it was Nicole Harbach tweeted out the drive. Nebraska in the second half, here it is. Their drives ended fumble, punt, turnover on down – or not, it's Illinois, sorry. Fumble, punt, turnover on downs, punt, interception downs. That's for Illinois. Nebraska in the second half. Punt, field goal, field goal attempt, fumble, interception, fumble, end of game. They tried to go Nebraska. They tried to go full Nebraska, like, and Illinois couldn't make them pay for it. Yeah. All right. Most surprising rotation players that got minutes, Brandon Henderson's probably Brandon in the Henderson, role. Yeah, that's number one for me. I, there was nothing else really. See, Combs played more than I've seen him play this year. I, I thought Bielema was kind of uh, pulling our leg on Wednesday when he mentioned Brandon Henderson. I didn't know that. Like, I mean, he's a true freshman, and they put him out there. And I thought that was telling. He was like, and it wasn't one possession, it was a firm rotation with Hunter Whiteneck. The defense was played well enough to win. I, I'm still shocked at how little we are hearing about Gabe Ackes and Seth Coleman this year. Like, just, just not a lot of disruption out of those guys uh, compared to what they were last year. And you see what Purdue's outside linebackers are doing right now, and it's just a stark difference, man. Um, Belief level one through ten that Bielma can finish strong like 2021. So belief level one being the lowest, 10, they're gonna turn the season around and make a bowl game. Oh my god. Uh two. Yeah, I'm just I will like I say two, because this team just hasn't looked very good. There's a three game if that four game stretch at the end, save for Iowa, it's at Minnesota, against Indiana against Iowa – or at Iowa, excuse me, and against Northwestern. Like, I'm not trying to sell anybody on anything, but, like, if you're looking for any sliver of hope that maybe, like, that's your window. But even that only gets you to five, I suppose. So, I yeah. I Be know. shocked if you won one of the next two games. Be shocked. Yeah. At Maryland, home yeah. against Wisconsin. Who won the picks to click? Jeremy had Casey Washington and Dylan Rosiak. Joey had Fagan and Randolph. You won I guess I won the Rosiak. defense. Do I win with Casey? He had a bigger play than Caden. just needed more touches. Caden would have had a touchdown probably if you gave it to him. I asked Brad Bielema about that. And correct me, I mean, I, we haven't really talked about this, you and I, since then. He basically made it sound like I, it didn't matter how far or who the personnel, that the play, the offensive line wasn't going to give them a half a yard, and I think it drove them insane. What will be the spread next week at Maryland? Ooh, oh that's gosh. a good question. 14, 15 and a half. I, I bet it'll open. Maryland looks like a nine win team right now. Illinois looks like a three win team. 
I'm being kind. Feel, 15 and a half feels right. I mean, it's double digits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just to reiterate, injury updates, nothing on Keith Randolph, but he kind of came back. Um, and Josh McCray is out for the season. Reggie Love, that kind of looked like a severe injury. We don't know yet what that is. But running back is getting very, very thin. Can I? I, I want to add one thing. I, uh, quickly to rehash, uh, Isaac asked one of the like the surprise rotations. What necessarily a surprise, but we did. I have to check PFF tomorrow when it comes out, or later tonight, I suppose. We didn't see a lot of Tyler Strain after those op- that opening drive or mm-hmm. so. We they, they went Zach Toby, and for pluses and minuses, but I thought that was very, very notable that we did not see much of him. Yeah. All right, let's get some of your questions before we get out of here and, and start writing. Fly the dub. Have we converted a fourth and one all season? Didn't they convert a fourth down with Caden Fagan on that drive, Joey? Did they did that happen? Or am I tonight? Yeah, in the first drive. Let me, let me see here. No, it was a third. Third and two. So it wasn't a fourth down. I think they've they they've converted. They have. They, they have. They converted like I don't they've know actually had a decent fourth down conversion rate this year, which is interesting. It's just their short yardage is awful. Yeah, they are eight of fifteen on fourth downs. Yeah, that I don't know if that includes tonight. It does. All right, uh, Kamala, BB record last ten games against Power Five is alarming. Not just tonight. Not been a yeah. good stretch. Not been a good stretch. So they lost four of their last five last year against Power Five teams, and they've lost three straight. And the the difference, though, this year, Joey, is it's not even competitive. You are losing to Power Five teams so far, to four Power Five teams, an average of 16 and a half points. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's competitive for a second until it really isn't. You know, like the, the third quarter at Purdue, this – I don't even know how to describe what, what that was. Penn State, they're competitive for a minute. But then it just crumbles. Like it, when it unravels, it unravels. And Brett Bean was brought up. It's a lot of complimentary football. The offense is just putting the defense in terrible positions tonight. The special teams put the defense in terrible positions. Um, so, I mean, you're sometimes getting one unit to play well. That's a bad place to be as a football team. Bielma closed his press conference and said, I'd love to know what they started their drives on. Did you tell him? <laughs> I think I you did. tried to tell him. I yeah. did try to tell him. The, the, the average was their own 37-yard line for Nebraska. Yep. I, I, I thought that was low. Like, I, thought yeah, I was it thinking did. It, was, it felt really low. Felt really low, but they started one of them at the one-yard line. That Well, the two-inch yard, two-inch line, right? Yeah, so, just, like, yeah, it would have been, right. like, 50. Like, after that, it's probably like the 50. All right, Dan, I never see Jeremy ticked. I hate watching bad football. And this has just been bad football. That's That's what, like – even that first year, Joey, I'm sitting there going, they are competitive in every game. Every game at the end, even if it doesn't go Illinois' way, they give themselves a chance to win. That's what is so infuriating about this team is they're not even giving themselves a chance. I won't say who, but like before the game, I saw an Illinois, an Illinois staff member, and I said, you guys just need to play some clean football. And he said, that's it. And – you're not even giving yourself a chance. Penalties, turnovers, mental errors. Those are things Brett Buma prides himself on. And then you add the tough, smart, dependable. Like They are not dependable. They are not smart right now. And they're not tough. They're getting beat at the line of scrimmage, whether that's personnel or just physicality. Like They are not doing – I asked Brett Buma on his last question, you're not any of those things right now. Like What, what do you do about it? And you know, he gave the answer you're kind of talking about. He's pissed off about it. Yeah, he should be. He should be. That's just not what he's tried to build – 
this program on. Chase, Jeremy, you asked a Nebraska guy what your rules year four would look like. What did you think Bielma's year four would look like when he was hired? What do you think it's going to look like now? If you'd asked me before the season, I would have thought, man, they're going to be really good in the trenches. Um, offensively, they'll kind of evolve and get better and better. Um, right now, year four, they're losing their best players. I mean, is Isaiah Williams going to come back for another year of this? I doubt it. I think he's going to make the leap after potentially leads the Big Ten in receptions and receiving yards. Johnny Newton's going to be gone. Keith Randolph's going to be gone. Isaiah Adams, Julian Pearl are going to be gone. I don't know, man. I'm going to predict you to be a bottom-tier Big Ten team. That's a scary place to be for Brett Bielma and why he's ticked off and why he's probably going to make a big change at some point to his staff, I would imagine, Joey. like I think that's, I think that's fair to speculate at this point that between now and year four, there's going to be some kind of change. I think that's fair, and I also think they need to get in the portal heavy this yes. offseason. Was that a fake punt? He looked like he started to run. I don't – I mean, that's kind of what Hugh Robertson does. It was about every game, I think. Was he was he going here? Like, well, and a lot of times that's called, right? right. So you can get that's a little right. bit more yeah. time, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was a – if that was a fake, I would be truly floored. That was just a disaster. Anthony Baird, our DBs can't locate the ball. How many times is the ball going to be in the air and, and the DBs cannot haul it in? Like, there are so many opportunities to have even more takeaways. That earlier in the game, in their territory – I mean, Harburg just kept putting it up for them. Like, he's not a good passer. Um, and the only ones he was really completing was where they were wide open. But, I mean, man coverage, it can be difficult. I will give them that. But just, man, some of those balls that we saw get picked by Kendall Smith or Kirby Joseph or Quan Martin, even Spoon, when he got the opportunity, would get them. I mean, obviously, those are great players. But that's this defense, that next step has got to be getting takeaways to set up a short field for your offense that is – Really struggled, but yeah, that was that was another point tonight. You, I kept looking at like, when are they going to get these takeaways? They got them, but they were empty calorie takeaways, right? It felt Late, like yeah. it was less takeaways in Nebraska, more just like, ah, God, go for it, take it. Kevin Chili meme. Um, court, it's one thirty for some of us, Joey. I stayed up for some J and J therapy. Hopefully, this is cathartic. What up, Court? Good for you, man. Thank I'm you. sure. I'm sure Carpy's yelling more than us and calling for firings. I don't like calling for firings, but like, I. I I do understand, like, yeah, that stuff should all be on the table for Brett Bielema. Well, I think we have to react to what we hear. Yeah. yeah Brett Bielema, again, very calculated press conference. Philip, hard to be disruptive when we only send three. How they blitzed? I need to get metrics on this. I need to find some place that gives me metrics on blitz percentage compared to last year. That's my, that's my goal this year. But, man, the defense was not the problem tonight. It just wasn't. Chase, we're going to lose a lot of talent this year. How the hell will we even improve next year? Developmental program year four looks kind of bleak. Or well, and you got to hope your first couple of recruiting classes take a leap, right? Like their development, which we thought was a strength, um, that's got to take a huge leap. Like there's no more excuses because you'll be in year four. You'll have three of your recruiting classes. You'll have plenty of chances to hit the portal. And now they do have to hit the portal uh, really hard. So, yeah. It's going to be an interesting offseason to cover from that because they got to change their their ways there. Yeah, I agree. Anything else we got to get to I, here? I literally added nothing right there. Um, someone said we need a beer. We look uh, <laughs> defeated. Well, Dom, what's up, Dom? Dom, what up, my guy? 
He's just sad today. I feel sorry for Josh Whitman. He wants to win so bad, but Brett is a total disaster. I, I don't know, but yeah, Josh Whitman. I mean, if you're Josh, you got to have conversations with Brett. And if you are like, all right, if they're going to have a, another offensive coordinator change, like that'd be, he'd be his third offensive coordinator beyond Joey in four years. That's it's tough. Optically, there's a financial component to it. Someone would sign up to take the job, right? Like there's no doubt there. But there's a lot of moving parts that would roll into that. Yeah. All right. I think that's all I got. Um, Dan, as, as professionals, is it hard at times to hide your emotions while asking questions? No, that's our job. No, I don't really have any emotions other than trying to get you guys answers, right? Like that, yeah. that's the key. That's the biggest thing for us. I, I don't have any. I can go here. have any yeah. emotions to it. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. Like, the wins and losses like probably doesn't disrupt my day as much as other fans, except that it disrupts you guys, which you, I have to, I'm interacting with you guys and you're miserable. And I'm interacting with coaches and players who are miserable. That's not fun. That, that's no, not fun yeah, at all to be around. We say that like, this is real. Like we, we know everyone involved here is humans, right? Like, so like, yeah, when you see, you feel bad for people struggling, like that's, that's just human nature. But beyond that, I don't, not really. Right, should we answer this one? Whose seat is hotter, Bart Miller or Barry Lunny? I, mean, I think that's fair, right? That's a fair question. I think the I, way Brett's talked. There it is. The way Brett has talked, it's a lot about calling plays. It's a lot about how they're structuring the offense. And he's been with Bart for so long. I know he's been with Barry for a long time. Um, he also said that they knew coming in the offensive line was going to be a question mark. So I – I don't know, like, does the expectation more match reality with the line than the offense in totality? The the issue is, I mean, the, the line is a huge problem for this team offensively, so it's a very fair question, but I, I don't – I don't, also, Dan, you don't make us miserable, buddy. You're here at midnight. One a.m. <laughs> kicking it with us. You're good. Uh, it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting to see what Brett Bielman has to say Monday, if he has anything to say before that, Joey, like, because this felt like a coach that was ready to – it just felt like a coach that was ready to make some kind of change. I, I don't know what that is. He said it himself. Um, but if there were a moment, like the only other moment I felt like this was when Illinois went to Maryland in 2018, which you're about to go to Maryland again. Um, and Illinois lost 63 to 33. And it was like, Hardy Nickerson is not working. And it was clear. And then Hardy Nickerson quit, which he quit. He just quit. He just didn't want to do this anymore, which is probably a good thing for Lovey Smith. They came back, and I think they beat Minnesota here, killed them, 55-31 to 31 or something like that. Um, but I also felt this way. I think it was Tony Peterson after the Iowa game, and then they just they offensively couldn't do anything, and Brett Bielma kind of made mention of play calling and needing to change something there. And um, th that this is just what it reminds me of from the outside. So we'll, we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. I haven't seen Brett like that. Like that demonstrative, that matter of fact. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, literally pounding the podium. I, I just haven't, I haven't seen him like that. And I, I think, as you mentioned, everything like it, this isn't just because the offense didn't get two yards today, right? Like th yeah. this is the ramifications, the trickle down of, of what a two and four start. Excuse me, two and four yeah. start looks like with road games at a road game at Maryland and home against Wisconsin. Eric, hoop season is upon us. Yeah, for most Atlanta fans, it is. I don't blame them. Uh, we'll probably do more focus on, on basketball moving forward, too, just because uh, it's sad, man. That's sad because there was so much hope coming into the season, and it felt like warranted hope. 
So that's what I'm leaving you guys with tonight is that. But thank you for listening to the Online Enquirer podcast. To all our live YouTube listeners, we appreciate you guys. Hit the like button on the way out if you can. I know you're frustrated with your team, but we appreciate your support here at the Online Enquirer podcast. We'll continue to do it. Joey and I are going to D.C., Joey's first trip to D.C. Uh, I got to gotta pick a, a museum or two that you want to get to, Joey. Send in recommendations. Let's send in. We need food and museum recommendations. Beer recommendations too I'll all of the above i don't want to create a thread but <laughs> you know how to find us all these things are critical by next friday yeah uh so we're going to enjoy dc for at least a day uh before we got to cover a game against a very very good maryland team under familiar guy michael oxley thank you everybody for listening to on acquire podcast give us a follow rating review wherever you get your podcast and uh, find us on youtube as well hit the like button follow us subscribe to us all of that stuff Everybody have a great night. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Online Enquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.